0: around the world, welcome to the final instalment of our first year Hill mini-series which has been over this past year. Looking back on some highlights across the first 30 years of our Stan Hardlay Sharks. It's December, it's the final final month where we can actually celebrate the anniversary because obviously from 2022, can't do can anymore, can't, can't try and drag out a lot any longer. <laughs> It's not this land Paris. We can get away with that. Uh, but no, so yeah. Uh, it's been an absolute lot of fun, we're doing this. It's been so much fun looking back on some quite, um, some very interesting moments, moments, some very well historic. Some for good reasons, some for not so good reasons. Um, and ultimately, it has sort of felt weird doing it in this for, in this version, because the original the original plan, when I planned this during our, during the beginning of the 1920 season, the plan was for the whole 2020, 2021 season, which was the official anniversary season, we would, we would do it. Um, but of course, COVID happened, pandemic. Um, and so really I thought, what's the point of trying to still do it if the, if the, season, if the anniversary season is not going to start until where it's going to start? Just may just have a whole year celebration. That's what we've been doing all year on. But it does mean our final episode sort of feels a bit sort of like it should be something you do in a, in a mid-season finale. Because let me tell you, December, oh my god, was very, very hard to find a moment. And now, who knows, if we were to do this, say, this, this again, in, say, 10 years' time, when it's the 40th. Or if we did it in, say, another, another 30 years' time, so when it's the 60th. We might have a better chance of finding some moments in this demo to talk about. But oh my god, for now, for here and now, it proved to be a lot harder than you thought. But we have done it. Yep, we have done it, Stacky. We've got one. So, on those days, we're going to talk about the first ever hat trick scored in Thursday Sharks history. We're also going to look back at some hat trick stats for Sharks. Uh, over the last few years. And we're also going to go a little bit in depth about the player who delivered that historical moment. Okay. no, in fact, let's do the player, his playing career first. Let's do that first. And then we'll get on to the moment in question. So. The player who gave the Sharks their first ever fr- hat trick in franchise history was... Rob Jordaro Now, he was originally drafted 172nd overall by the Pittsburgh Penguins in the 1988 HL draft. But, he didn't start his AHL career until 1992, well of course, it sucks. He would then go on to play for the Ottawa Senators after being claimed in the January nineteen ninety-five waiver draft. There used to be a waiver draft. Oh my! Uh, And play a total of two thirty-one regular season games, scoring fifty-one goals, fifty-four assists, 105 points, collecting six nine pounds minutes. He also the first two 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 hat tricks in Sharks history during that ninety two ninety three season to in a moment. And he was also the first Sharks player to be named the AHL's rookie of the month. He also played fourteen playoff games with the Sharks during that infamous nineteen ninety four season, scoring two goals. And he left the hr after the nineteen ninety six season and played just one more season in Switzerland's uh league before he retired so i'll keep i'll keep his quick little stats shark stats so in the hold on, go. right so in the 1992-93 season played 59 games for the sharks got 23 goals 20 assists for a total of 43 points and had 18 pairs of minutes Now, of course the shark did not qualify that year Bowing in 93 94, 84 games he played, 15 goals, 20 points, that's 35 points, 28 pair teammates, and then as a, and then he played 14 games to the playoffs, 2 goals recorded. And that would, would be all. Right. So, as I mentioned, he got the first two, that's right, first two hat tricks in Sharks history. So, here we go. Are you ready? So the first of these um, came in December the third, nineteen ninety two, when the Sharks were against the Hartford Whalers on December the third, nineteen ninety two. Um he shot a pair hundred percent against the Hot Whalers hot in that seven five loss. On the 7-5. And then he followed up. Repeat hat trick forwards the very next week. So, literally, seven days after getting and the team's first hat trick of the season, he then forced it up with another um against the cork Hubeck Nordiques, scoring three goals in what was yet another loss with a shot given at seven markers. against. what was the fast score in that? Look at look I've got the fast gog i got the heart one, not long the one against the Nordiques n- one. Bear me one, sex shark fans. So, that would be December 10th then, 1992. Yes. Yes, 1992. Uh, we well, you know Quebec got seven. Ooh, eight seven eight seven so oh that was a lot closer than the hartford one let me just check where both of these were but they put both in the a let me just double check that right at the cow Palace Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, so these were both. So these games were both at the Cow Palace. So the heart So in the Hartford one, uh, sharks fell five seven. Let's have a look at when those goals came for for Goodrow. So. Um Yeah, basically just go some of to game. <laughs> it doesn't even in the half again. The Sharks got the first goal of the night, and then it seemed to be dominated by Hartford. Right. So got his first goal Exactly ten minutes into the second period. Uh with assist from Yo J- Yon and Doug Wilson, which made it which made it two 0 then his, then he got the next two, shark goals, and they came in. What the, the was a very busy fair period? Busy fair period. Uh, so his second of the night came at four forty-seven of the third period. Uh, the assists went to Kelly Kislo and Gopolov. Um and in fact, it'll be that exact same comma again at 7.53 when he gets the hat trick and creates history. Again, Kelly Kizlov, your hand go off, got this, this. Do you have any other assist points in that game, was it? Nope. Right, so there we go. So that then made it. So that would have then made it. Oh. Sharks would have been. Four. Yeah, so... Yeah, so that... Oh, snap! Snap, goal it said pitch made it a one-goal... Made it a one-goal game. Ben Hartford... We took the lead. Long off that. Um, yeah, so actually... Both of these games, actually, were a lot closer to the school I read. Um, let me just check. Did you know the box box Tour during the 90s? Yes, he did. He did. He got a party at 7.50 for the first period for interference. And that would be all. So there you go. So that was the heart heart of one. Now, he then looked to the Quebec one, which was a lot more closer, because by that, the shots I lost by one go. Let's have a look at it there we go so um oh my god look at all this scoring summary ah right okay right when he get his first goal in that game he so this is the cubic one now right his first goal did not come till quite late in the second period it was at 15 13 the second period got his first goal tonight right there. Assists from Kenny Kisler and Rob letler which made the score at that point... Oh, my mm-hmm. Six. Six, word. 6-2. So, yes. Now you're thinking, 8-7, fast scoreline. But, oh, my word. They had a fantastic first period, scoring four goals in that game. Charles got one. So that goal 15 bird, six, eight, 6 2. But he says of was a third period, like when you look at the scoring summary some for the game. QA has a good first period. And the sharks have a good third period. So mmm. So it's real about all oh, keeping QF off the scoresheet in that second period, which the sharks are able to do. Right, so then the third period, he gets the first goal of the third period at 116, so that makes it six three. Uh, Kelly Kisler got the low assist on that goal. And then at 11.27 he scores. The first, was making the hat trick. Assist went to Sandis, Joselovic and Kelly Kisler. And that point made it. Oh my word. Oh, 6 so. 4 7-5. Seven, seven, that made it 7-5. Hold on. I, mis- I miscounted one cube Go. goal. 3-4. In the 1st six, six two in the second. That makes it 6-3. That makes it 6. I've missed cut Oh! Over time. This is time overtime game. Right. I'm thinking. Ah! Sharky! I fucked in I didn't see the overtime column. <gasps> I was thinking am miscounting one? No, right, okay. Right. So the sharks did get a point from this one. Right. So like the half one, it gotta put this one. Right, so that right, so that's right, so that means so the raspberry was four one keyboard. So it's sixty two cubic And so that would have made it. That's seven four. Mate it seven and five, and the Sharks get the final two goals up to get of the regulation. Of regulation. But Q would win it in overtime. Um, he didn't just like the heart for He didn't reassist really assist any of Sharks' goals. He, was he in the penalty box this game? No, no, he wasn't. He was not in happy not impact box for this games. yeah. So interestingly, two really quite close games. One being a two-goal difference, one an overtime difference. To the Sharks able to get a something out of that rather than nothing. Um, but yeah, st- what a stunning way. I mean, I mean it's very hard to get one hat trick in the NHL, but to get two almost like a week apart is absolutely uh, stunning. It's absolutely uh, stunning there for your sharks, right? So I don't think we really talked much more about it really because I wasn't born that then Um, and it's not important. Really so I going the fish off by looking back at some other hat trick stats over the years. Okay, so it's been a lot. so um, because what's interestingly is the roll call of hat trick specialists in team history. It's fairly un- an unsurprising one. You got four rocket re- with a at Drum and like on the at the top. You've got um, top with um with a wait, wait wait let's go through the list here so you got chubb and cheat at the top oh, there, oh, right, <laughs> right. So you got chubb and cheat at the top um with five um uh, for a, se- a season out of five Against the following opponents: so against the Ducks three, against the Kings two, and then got ones against the Blue Jackets, Thrashers, Predators, and Oilers. What? Oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. There's, there's some youths. Yes, youths watching. I don't know who the Thrashers were. Atlanta. Sorry. Thank, thank you very much for that. I know. no, hang on. a lot of thinking. Hang on. So the younger bees are Who's the thrashers? I mean I still don't know who the thrashers are, and like, was around, like would joined the team when they were still around! I don't- DON'T <laughs> LAUGH! DON'T LAUGH! It's not funny! It's not funny! It's not- No it's not! It's not funny! Oh. Right. we the allowed to thrashers, this go off top a bit, but I'll let this one compose himself. The Atlanta Thrashers uh, relocated to Winnipeg in the 2011-12 season, uh, so they were still around when I joined the Sharks in 2009. But I strangely, really, don't really remember much about the Atlanta Thrashers, really. So, yeah, that's that's not funny. That's not funny. Oh, uh, yeah. So there you go. So thank you for that, because I was just going, "Thank you for that, there, Shark," because like, you're giving me out of my mind, and a lot of people were being, "The who?" <laughs> Right, okay. Right, so let's continue on then, okay, let's continue. So after that, so he literally is on challenge, John and T the rest of this. list, he's literally on challenge. Up next you've got Owen Nolan. He had a season high of one. Uh two nature against, against the Blackhawks, one against ducks Right, this next one as just mentioned, old the old schoolers of course the man who started this off, Rod godreau season high of two, as we mentioned, Harper Wailers, Cuban Nordiques, and the other one Dar Stars. Right, now we can go back to uh to by then just the names. Okay, so after Godreau you've got Patrick Marlowe, season high of one against opponents, Red Wings, Kings. Oilers. Next on the list, with another season high of, of one, you've got Jeff Freslin um, against the Jets and the Blackhawks. Then we have Tony Granto, who a season high of two, against the Kings and the Avalanche. Then we've got Danny Heatley, again another season high of two, against opponents such as the Blue Jackets and the Flyers eagle Love is next season half two against the Whalers. so hartford i up state twice so Hartford, the and the willow petters and the final on the list is joe thornton who had a season half one against coyotes and the devils there's a last couple players who had one hat trick in their sharks career they are this is quite a lumpy list they are mike risky Ryan Clough, Marco Sturm Timo Salam Sergey Makarov Binson Damhus, Bill Gurum Todd Harby Alan McCauley <laughs> it's quite a long list Kevin Miller Ray Shepherd Scott Forton Yulf Darling Johan Gopalov and Alexey Yorogrov that's so that's quite a lengthy list of people of Sharks players who have had only one hat trick. I'm surprised Ryan Close only had one hat trick in Sharks colours. I thought he would have had more because he was stunning for Team Two. I thought he would have had more than that. Anyway, now Patrick Marlowe also has scored three hat tricks during the postseason for the Sharks. Perhaps none bigger. I don't know. Build the drama. None bigger than his hat trick against the Avalanche in game one of the semi final matchup during the 2004 playoff runs to the Western Conference Finals. It was his second hat trick of that postseason and jump-started the Sharks against a battle tested Avalanche squad that had knocked them out of the playoffs two years prior. Okay, <sighs> anyway, so. Uh, so, Owen Nolan holds the franchise record for most goals scored in the game, notching four tallies against the Ducks. Uh, who at that point was still nursed the Mighty Ducks. This was Ducks, This was way early in the Ducks year, uh, Ducks history, but it happened on December 19th, 1995, so still a long way off of being nursed the Anaheim Ducks of today. But no matter which way you sort of cut, cut every single world of those performance is, Probably, no doubt, the best hat-trick in Sharks history it would have to be Mike Grisnes on April 7th, 2001. The dying sex speculation of the Sharks down 4-3, ticked to the shop for the point to beat Ed Balfour of the Dallas Stars and put the game into overtime. The play, literally had everything, risking winning a draw and driving hard to the net. Ed Balfour being victimised in Saturday on the last second goal. The home crowd cheering on one of the most legendary players to ever wear a some jersey. A moment that went down in storybooks everywhere, even if the sharks ended up dropping the game. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so there you go. So that is pretty much uh, some stats there for you based on... Um, so, boys, because I wasn't sure what hat we do, really, because this probably will be quite a short one. We can't really talk much about the about the history of the hat tricks, um, but we wanted to try to give you something there. So, yes, it's been quite a lot. So, yeah, so a lot of good stats there from quite some very very talented players. Well, Sharky, it's finally time to say farewell to the mini series. It's, it's been it's been an absolute blast, you know. Obviously it's gone a lot differently than how I planned it um, two years ago. You know, during the during the start of the Sharks' nineteen twenty season, I had this plan because I was new. Oh, next year's anniversary, let's do, some- oh, of course, with teleport. You know, still to bear thing. I thought we could do to like, do something good. Let's do something you know, to celebrate, you know, to market. And plus, last our last season, we did a lot of our anniversary segments where we talked about some things in shark History of the Year. So we really did it, did it all. But I also had this mini series too, so it's a nice little thing. Um who knows if it will be, be back for the 40th? Who knows? <laughs> but it's been safe. If we were do this again, it's like, like, in, like, say, either 10 years or 20 years, down the line there might be more stuff to cover particularly for some of the tricky mums because we couldn't get anything for December, because we couldn't get anything for the summer mums we couldn't get anything for July or August or September and of the regular season mums and the playoff mums the only one that's been a struggle was this one and like I said the way it sort of feels it sort of feels like it really should be a mid-season Finale to get, you, to get to get to get build up for the rest of the season, but it's not. It's the finale. But it still feels a bit weird. Yeah. But as I say, that this is of course this course was going to be done a lot differently. Originally, we we're, were going to start this October 2020 and go all the way through to June 2021. But of course, pandemic happens, which means I've got a regroup, readapt last season didn't start till january so i thought what's the point let's just wait wait until january and do like a whole year thing so you know this has gone into the first few months of the 31st season we still have a little party away (laughs) but it's been a blast thank you so much for joining us whether you've been tuning in on the youtube channel or you have been listening by the podcast version thank you so much before I go, I just need to remind you, if you haven't already just listened and subscribed to the Tealport podcast yet, you can do it wherever you get your podcasts. And also, you can now share us your thoughts um, by sending us an email to teleportpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. and who knows, if we get enough audience feedback, we might just read it out on the show. Well, what's left for us to say is, that's a wrap on 30 Years of Teal. And so... I'll leave you now.